Hey everyone, welcome back to the Winner Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And we are here changing it up a little bit because we're catching up since Big Brother last week. This is going to mm-hmm. cover Survivors episode uh, two and three, all in yeah. one. So it might be a little longer. Again, episode two was during the Big Brother finale. And for those of you who are just joining us for Survivor, we did a four-hour live stream. So we really didn't have time to cover Survivor that night. And we wanted to give it the attention it deserves. So we DVR'd it. We watched it over the weekend. So now we're including it in this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say first and foremost, this is our first episode after the live. And I want to say to everyone in this channel, thank you so much for the support. We have jumped over 13,000 subscribers, which is a huge milestone for us. So really quickly, I want to give all the thanks to you guys that have been tuning in. Our listens on on, on iTunes are incredible. Our, our views on YouTube are incredible. And so for those of you that are in here that are listening and enjoying it, Obviously, do not forget to subscribe to the channel and turn on bell notifications because I was trying to do our live last week. And when Derek and I were setting it up, Christy was like, I'm not getting notifications about your live. Like, I didn't even see that you guys were live. And I was like, check if your notifications are on. So for all of you that are out there, it may be something that you just slip up on. Make sure you guys are turning on notifications and subscribing to the channel because we love growing with you guys. Yeah, no, it was a great night. Uh, we had this idea come out of nowhere, and clearly it was a good idea. It's not going to be the last time we're going to do it, um, but yeah, it, w- it was great. We had a lot of people uh, check it out. As Cody said, the subscriber count went up, and uh, we enjoyed doing it. So to be completely transparent, we would be doing it either way. We just decided to start recording it, um, but it is great to have that community that we're building because it does make us a little bit closer with you guys. We're not doing it for... Um, the monetary gain because i can promise you guys this we're not making much money with this although the advertisers are definitely starting to come and that's because of you guys so we're only going to get as far as you guys are willing to take us this is a community thing we're doing it together and we're going to keep on rolling we'll see how it goes um okay so we're going to start with episode two of survivor because we can't go forward without going backwards first and we don't right. want to leave out the context of when we start talking about our idol and exile of the evening tonight so Episode two, Cody, you want to start us off? Yeah, so episodes, episode, blah, blah. episode <laughs> two started after we had a two-way eviction on uh, on the first episode. We saw Eric Abraham went home, and we saw Sarah go home from right. Ua and Yasa. And so now we come into this uh, episode, and it starts us off where, like, you know, the tribes are coming back from tribal council, which I'm always like, wondering like what's the vibe like you know like after an eviction in big brother we're pretty like we're like okay we're moving on we're moving on but this week in the second episode it was a little bit different because ua had that commotion go down that's right and it ultimately caused sarah to go home and yasa was like you know abraham it almost seemed like it was like as a group everybody was like okay ready to send abraham home and so the, the episode starts and it was just, it was interesting because the first thing we saw was Brad like gets back the next morning after the tribal is jetting down the beach in order to hide in a bush by where the water is in order to listen to a conversation that JD and Ricard were going to have at the water like tub, whatever you want to call it. The well. The well, the water well, the wishing well. <laughs> and Brad, I was like, dude. You are doing way too much. Oh, you didn't like it? I, I was like, I was like, bro. So my biggest thing is this. You didn't if, like did you ever see Tony with the spy shack? No. 
he did something similar. It was pretty funny. Okay. So I guess, you know, that's because I haven't seen, you know, some of the recent seasons. But for me, it was more so like, okay, so this guy, Brad, is going to hide out and, and listen to them. And he tells Sean and he tells Jenny, who Jenny is like his closest person, I think. But he tells Sean and he immediately gets ratted out. Like the second Ricard and JD come back, Brad's ratted out. So I was just like, when it was happening, I was like, dude, this is super suspect. If he gets caught, it's going to like cause a ton of distrust in him. And I mean, Sean just, or Shan, 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 Shan just dogged him straight. Everybody that comes out so far this season of Survivor and just like openly thinks that they can just divulge information to people. They've been getting burnt. They've been getting burning, burnt hard. And you know. I don't know if he's from the South. I definitely know after tonight's episode he works on a ranch. But I feel like uh, with Big Brother and Survivor, you have these people from the South who come in and, like, where they come from culturally, like, your word is your bond. It's basically like an ironclad contract. Mm -hmm. And so I do think some of them come in there thinking, you know, if if I shake on something – I mean it. And they feel that should be reciprocated, but they don't realize that these other individuals who are, you know, survivor OGs and, and, or, or I should not say OGs, but are super fans, mm-hmm. um, know that you can, as the great Mike Boogie once said, um, you can cash, you can, you can, you, you, what is it? Clear you can, check. You can cash checks and bounce them here. I guess or something like that. It, it's a classic quote, and the fact that we can't get it, but he's like, it was something about bouncing checks. Yeah, you can bounce house. checks here. You can bounce yeah. checks here. Totally yeah. screwed that one up. It's That's okay, but one. everybody knows. Chili, guys, let us know in the comment if you know exactly what quote we're talking. Basically, about. you can lie. Yeah, you can lie, and it's okay. Your word um, is not. You know, it does. It doesn't have to go too far in these games. Yeah, and 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 I think you know, even with someone like Caleb on our season, you know, when he told you something, that kid he didn't lie in the house. If he said it, even to if it was to his own detriment, he meant it. So, mm-hmm. um, Brad was definitely too trustworthy. I like the fact that he was pushing it. I always liked when Tony did it. He yeah. did a spy shack on one season, and then he did another one where he made it up in the tree. It was like a spy perch or whatever. I forgot what the name of it was. Like That's impressive. Yeah, dude. He was like up in a tree over the well looking at them as they were all like plotting on like uh, winners, the winter season. It was crazy. Nobody ever caught it. Um, so I thought it was cool when he did it. But yeah, to your point, what he did, which Tony didn't do, is run back and tell the entire tribe and so it kind of you got to realize that even though you're in a tribe, ultimately it's an individual game. Mm-hmm. And so you you can't go in there this early building trust with everyone. I don't have an issue with it being one person, but when you start divulging information to an entire tribe, mm-hmm. you have to understand that even though it might be a good move, these people are ultimately your competitors. So if it is that great of a move, they're going to be threatened by it. They're not mm-hmm. going to be impressed by it. And that's and that's what happened here. And so yeah, Brad Man, Brad O'Brad. You saw that with Shan. Shan. Shan literally said in that moment, she goes, if he's willing to do that with that, like, is he willing to do that with me? Like, I have to worry that this guy could be sneaking around and, like, listening to my conversations. And so it kind of rubbed Shan the wrong way. Um, Shan's very, very paranoid. I will say. We'll get get into it more as as we get into episode three and stuff. But I don't know about Shan. You didn't pick Shan to win, did you? I did. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it later. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. But then we have, so now moving on to episode two, uh, Xander finds the advantage. And I'll let you kind of go into this new twist that is going to be on this season because it it obviously wasn't just, it didn't play out last week. And so it's going to be something that plays out in weeks to come. Right. So it's a group idol. And essentially, there's there's one idol or one 
advantage hidden in within each tribe that they got to find. And essentially, once you find this advantage during the next competition, you have a phrase you have to say. And if you're if if someone else on one of the other tribes has found the idol as well, they will be able to uh, respond to you with their phrase. And it's some like crazy phrase. So for Xander this week, uh, and, and by the way, the the idol doesn't become active, doesn't become an actual idol until all three idols are recovered and the three individuals holding those idols have identified each other by using these phrases. So basically until you get the two other people, what you have is absolutely useless. So And it's it's even more so than that because what you have is useless and you also don't have a vote. That's right. I forgot about that. You're right. You don't have a vote at any of the tribal councils until every person from the tribes find it and say their their phrase. Let me let me ask you. You know, I think I know the answer, but whatever game you're playing, Big Brother Survivor, we'll play Survivor. If you find this thing and it says be beware, this is an advantage. Is there any part of you that's saying, no, nah, I'm not taking it. I'm leaving it. If I put that thing back down, <laughs> you might as well walk off the beach. Right? You got to take it. You take it. Beware. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Jeff. I'm taking this. <laughs> because beware, you ultimately know it has, obviously it's a season of twists, and it obviously has something that could be very beneficial. And in this situation, it's an idol. It's a huge benefit. A huge you know what benefit. I was thinking before. You know what I was thinking before you answered that. I'm like, this is the kid that on our season there was, was a ready. button. Come on, and you were like, push it. I was like, wait, what? Whoa, let's talk about. <laughs> Don't this. talk about it. Like, push the button. You're like, no, you got to push it, dude. Ron's big brother. You got to push it. And I was yeah. like, but it could d- destroy our game. You're like, it's not going to destroy our game. And this was Frankie. He goes, it's not going to destroy our game. Well, I mean, it could, but. You know, we still got to push it, right? And it did. It destroyed Frankie's game. And it, it actually really did. It destroyed his game. But so that's to, a different story for a different it's day. A whole, it's a different <laughs> But I knew, I was like, I, and I think I'm with you. Like, as calculated as I am, it's too early in the game not to take it. You mm-hmm. got to take the, you got to take it because you know more than likely it's going to be something that puts you at risk short term, but could benefit you exponentially more mm-hmm. long term. So, yeah. We get to the first challenge, right? Is that where we're going with this? So we we're, can talk about the immunity challenge. We're at the we immunity to, challenge. We're at the immunity challenge. And Xander says his line, which is something along the lines of, I'll paraphrase, you know, I've been so delirious. I'm starting to think that butterflies are just our relatives, our dead relatives talking to us. Is first thing I thought of, did you see, did you, did you, what, what did you think of when you heard that? I don't, nothing. I was just like, that's weird. What'd you think of? You don't remember on season 18, Paulie? They had this segment of oh Paulie. yes the butterfly <laughs> he saw like the flies and he he's started in the crying he's like this <laughs> he started crying and I shouldn't laugh because he obviously said it was something that was sentimental and and Paulie and I we do our we do our uh, we do our catching up with the cowbros and my parents were like Cody you're wrong that is something and I was like what are you talking about like growing up there was a robin was my grandmother that was her favorite bird so whenever we would see a robin after she passed it was like okay like oh mammy that's Gigi and then my my Mimi was ladybugs so whenever we see ladybug we'd be like oh my god mimi's here with us blah 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 don't know where butterflies came from well listen shout and out to so, gg mimi shout out to gg mimi yeah and um, i also think paulie would even admit that part of it in the house is just being in there yeah it just me- i mean it messes with everybody big time so i think paulie, paulie was also trying to get some brownie points being like look at me crying <laughs> don't vote me out <laughs> The butterflies. No, no offense to Paulie. No, no kind of. Paul. But what you're gonna do about it, Paul? 
Just kidding. He's going to see you before he sees he's me. He's going to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> so Xander says the line, and yep. he's kind of looking around, hoping someone else says it. But at this point, no one else has found the advantage. So everybody is looking at him like he has three heads. <laughs> what did you just say? And Jeff, yeah, my favorite is, Jeff goes, little abstract, or like calls it out. I was like, oh, God. He's yeah. so good, man. Yeah. He's so smooth. Nobody picks up on it. No, no. So then we have the competition. Uh, Luvu wins. Uh, Yasa gets last. And Luvu gets to send one of their people to the island where we've seen they can either risk their vote or they can save their vote. And also picks Evie to go to the the island, which right. I thought was, I mean, it ended up working out so great for Evie, right? Like she played it so good. She started, She's good. Yeah. She's good because also, so yeah, she sends Evie, she, Evie they sent Evie, Evie's from Yasa, um, and yeah, Evie was from Yasa, right? Yeah, yeah she's from yeah. Yasa, and it's her and Deshawn. Deshawn, that, yeah, that goes in. He's a doctor, and she was just smooth. She was just smooth over so, there. Mm-hmm. She was using other people's secrets to build trust with Deshawn. Never gave anything away that could hurt her own game down the line. Because as we were saying earlier about Brad, she realizes that at the end of the day. Deshaun is a competitor. He's trying to beat her mm-hmm. for the million dollars. So as much as she wants to build trust with him for this future merge, she's not going to give him information about herself that mm. he could use against her when it comes right. time for them to go after each other. So right. really well played. I like Evie a lot. I think she's going to be someone that's going to be around for a very long time. Yep. She understands the value of information, mm-hmm. and she also understands the value of divulging information of other people because that's not going to affect her. It's only going right. to affect the people it's about. Right. And then she she even took it a step further and said to him, listen, let's work together here. I'll give you the extra vote. I'll just save my vote. You go to risk your vote and then you'll get two and I'll just take the one. Like, let's work together. Like, took it a whole step further to build yep. trust with him. You I don't think like, Deshaun's going to want to work with her at a merge if totally. they both make it? I was like, that was the first thing. I was like, she's just ahead of, she's playing ahead of a lot of other people. Yep. Which I is agree. why, which brings us then to the tribal council, and what is it? It's not a tribunal. It's a, it's the it's the tribunal. The tribunal, I think, is from the challenge. And I will tell you this: you guys may not believe me. You may. I've watched Survivor for many years, and honestly, I just totally had a brain cramp. I don't know what I was thinking. God forbid, I, Derek. God yeah, forbid. I, you have a brain cramp. It's so funny because when I was saying it, I think in the episode I said, is it tribunal? Is it tribal council? Like I, I couldn't, I was all over the place. But anyways, tribal council. I won't mess it up again. Yeah. And you better watch yourself in the comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it brings us to the tribunal council, the tribal unal council, the tribal council messing with everybody out there. Don't come for us because I'll come for you. Um, wait, what? Um, brings to the tribal council. Uh, Yasa is pretty much, you know, they're talking and it's like Xander and uh, David or uh, Voce, Voce, they want Tiffany gone because they're like, right. we're losing. We've now lost back to back weeks. We need the, we need essentially what Abraham was saying. Now, what I don't think they realized was, okay, hey, Abraham was doing this last week. Look what happened. Yeah. Like it got him booted. And then I don't think they took that. Like what I what I don't see happening right here is people analyzing like what is happening based off of like okay I'm trying to get this done the opposite is happening what could that be or like you know 
I want this or I tell this person this and now stuff's not going like what what could that be like who could it be could it be someone that I trust like it doesn't seem like anybody's like spidey senses are tingling based off of stuff that is is literally happening right in front of their faces so they're, they're talking about wanting Tiffany out and Evie is pretty much like the snake in the grass that's just taking this information and is like mm, okay well I don't know if I want that and it's ultimately the options. reason, you know, she's, she's weighing her options, which again, based off of what we just said, what she was doing on that island, like she's just not playing for right now. She's playing ahead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Yasa is there. Ultimately, you know, David Voce, the neurosurgeon that did math in a millisecond in his head, he goes home. And do you think that that was a good move for, for the tribe or a bad move? Well, I did give Evie a compliment a little while ago and I stand behind it, but Maybe this is just my inexperience because I've never played. I don't think it's a good move. I know they know that the merge is coming at some point. But if you're basing these decisions just off trust, because that's kind of what I got from Evie, where she's like, hey, I'm looking at it like once we merge, I want to have people left. Even if we lose every tribe, uh, every immunity challenge from here on out, I want to be left with people that I think I can trust. And maybe it was just the edit, but they really made Tiffany seem not like someone you could trust. She was all over mm-hmm. the place. She was constantly, yeah. she was erratic. She yeah. was irrational. And we saw it know, a little bit in this next episode as well. But even in the episode two, she, Evie said mm-hmm. like, I'm not so certain anymore. Like she's really all over the place, mm-hmm. but I guess she probably felt like David, and this is not an insult to Tiffany, but David being the guy who's doing math, like at the tribal council, like maybe Tiffany's a little bit more malleable than David and she might be able to manipulate Tiffany a little bit more where David maybe based on her conversations with him she realized like this guy's super intelligent sure of himself Mm -hmm. set in his ways there's no way I'm gonna ever be able to convince him to do things that are good for my game so therefore Mm -hmm. he's gotta go and I think that's ultimately what she came to but I don't know I mean there's probably still at least two or three more tribals and again I guess you're only trying to make it to the merge but by you eliminating people like David, who is extremely intelligent and appeared to be in good shape, um, would I take him over Tiffany? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. I guess it's it's a strategy, and it's worked before, so I guess yeah. it's definitely, uh, you know, Evie's got to do what she thinks is good for her game at this point. And maybe, like I said, she feels like going forward, Tiffany's someone, if she can get her in her back pocket, she can use her as a weapon or at least as a vote down the road. Yeah, maybe she just feels like less com- like she may feel more comfortable about herself going and interacting with people when the merger happens and, and is more confident that she can maybe gain trust from people than Tiffany can. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I, Tiffany, I think people are just going to kind of just throw her. She'll probably get sent home early. I think I'm more confident with myself gaining trust than Tiffany, where maybe she felt David Voce. It was, she was like, he's more of a threat. Like he's, he's likable. Like he's intelligent. He's smart. That's somebody I might not be able to beat. Right. Or just somebody like, okay, well, if we merge and now this, our tribe is dwindling and we merge into a tribe like Luvu, who's got six people, are they going to gravitate towards someone like him or someone like me or someone like Tiffany? I think they'll gravitate towards someone like him over me, but I think they'll gravitate towards someone like me over Tiffany. So, you know what? That could be it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating. It's not here. a bad, it's not a, you know, listen, you go in there and you're competing against, what is it? 18 people to yeah. start. 
if you can get out two competitors before you even get to the merge right. that may potentially beat you, I guess now your chances are one out of one out of sixteen over one out of eighteen, right? So totally. probability goes up. It does make sense because they sent home Eric Abraham the first week, David mm-hmm. Vochi the second, two mm-hmm. decent players. Yeah, definitely would help them from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Um, but I mean that kind of covers. I mean we 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 did about fifteen minutes on that episode, but <laughs> it kind of it covers kind of the gist of it, right? Totally. I don't okay. Think we need to take a deeper dive into it. So. Now we're into tonight's episode, yep. episode three, and we're coming off Vochi, you know, just going home, David Vochi going home, and Xander realizes, they don't show it a lot, but I'm sure Xander realizes, like, he wasn't expecting that, and mm-hmm. now he knows where he where right. the line's drawn in the sand in that. Yeah. If they have to go back to tribal, barring any setbacks, he's going home. Right. You know? So that's one thing we could take away from it, and this is another week now where... We're learning more about the idol. Before I get into the immunity, what happened tonight, the other the advantages again. Well, I want to go into actually that advantage that that Shan actually it wasn't Shan, it was Liana. Liana missed it at the fire, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And she the, I didn't like how they started the episode cuz they started where she's like beating herself up and I was sitting there being like what is she going? Why is she? Yeah, where so are we going upset? with this? She's talking about her dad and stuff. Yeah, By the way, which horrible story about her parents. Oh my god! At five, making her choose. What's up with that? That's not. That was that was gut wrenching to even listen to and then try to like put. How in traumatic is that for a kid? Obviously, choose. Obviously, it was traumatic. She's still talking about it. And getting Maybe she's cool with him now, and that's fine. But damn, like, yeah, that's parents lot, out bro. there. If you have young kids and you're going through a bad time, which happens with people, you decide to get divorced. You don't look at your kids and make them choose between yeah. the two Mom of you. Or you dad. work it out. Yeah, that's a. I was not watching a, that. I'm like, it. yikes, that's tough. But um, yeah. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get into it this episode, but I know that Brad, in addition to what we're gonna talk about in a couple minutes, does have an immunity idol. Did he discover that in the first episode or the second? Third one? episode. Th- I'm sorry, the third episode. So that yeah. immunity idol that he went home with in his pocket. Was the immunity idol we're going to talk about found in the same episode? Yep. Right, so it's not technically an immunity idol yet. No, so that's why that's why it was an issue, and he was like, you know, I went home with it in my pocket, but but it was you know you it know. was like he could have used it, but we'll right. we'll get we'll get to that. We're kind of spoiling it a little bit. We're sure all of you watch the episode. You're not coming here mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it yet. So don't let me get ahead. Is there anything we want to get to before we talk about the discoveries of the advantage? So there was a there was a second advantage, right? That was dropped off in all of the. That was dropped off in all of them. So the immunity, the immunity idol was something that we were introduced to last episode with right. Xander. Xander. Yep. Now this episode, there was this immunity about, or there was this advantage, another beware that was dropped off at each of the tribes, at each of their islands or whatever their their camps, at each of their camps, and it was pretty much get in this boat tonight, sneak off, get in this boat. If you do not get in the boat, you lose your vote at this next upcoming uh, tribal council, uh, and you'll find out what it is. But the only way you find out is if you get in the boat. And that was dropped off. So that's what Liana was getting all bent out of shape about with hers. And so we had these three, these three, I guess, you know, advantages were found by Sydney, Brad, and Tiffany. Yeah, Which, but Tiffany, Tiffany told everybody because she Tiffany. said that she found it in well, front of them. Tiffany only she told did. Evie and Liana. All right, so she told her two counterparts, and she kind of put it out in the episode like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. just for you watching at home, I wouldn't have told them. Right. But they saw me grab it. Same thing 
Sydney actually nobody saw. She grabbed it from the yeah. fire, but nobody saw it. I can't tell. They didn't. They didn't show it in the episode. You know what I mean? Right. So and then Brad. Sh- Brad definitely told his people. He told Shan, and he told. Uh, e- well, obviously he told Shan, and then he also told Jeannie. Genie, genie is his genie's, other ally. I think is his number one, and then I think he wants Shan to be like his one, and like his his right. three, his 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 final the, three, the, the threesome there that they're going to ride or ride yeah. to the ender. And so he he divulged not just about that advantage to Shan, but the idol. He right. divulged both to her, right? So, so he finds that idol, mm-hmm. which is the second idol of the three part idol that we talked about right ten minutes ago, right? And, and he also has a phrase. And yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. What was though. his? What I want to like? I can't. I can't remember exactly what it was. Broccoli. About broccoli. broccoli is just like is basically just small trees. This dude. All right, let's get into it in a second. So they find this. Okay, but that <laughs> yeah. actually should bring us to. Well, know, they go to the island. They go to the tribal. They, whatever. They take the boat. They go yeah. over to this place. Okay, so now all three of them sneak out. I don't think they were caught. But again, in a live show where we don't have any feeds, we have yeah. no idea. Uh, could be shown in a, a later episode. We don't know. Right. Um. So. They all go, they escape to this island, and it's, again, it's another, like, kind of, uh, you know, risk or, you know, protect your vote kind of situation, except there's a tarp at play or stealing a vote. Right. But now with three people, it's a situation where, okay, if two choose steal and one chooses tarp, the two get the steal, the one loses out on the tar- on the tarp. If all three choose tarp, then they all get a tarp, but if all three choose to steal the vote, then nobody gets a vote. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so then they start talking about it. Yeah, it was awkward. They start talking about it. And here's Tiffany. Like, this is where I'm just like, Tiffany is she's going to talk her foot into her mouth because she's just like jumped in and is like, well, I think, you know, you don't want to do it. So I'm going to steal because you said you didn't, you wanted to talk, right? You know, and they, I'm talking about, she's pointing at Sydney and Sydney's like, uh, well, I mean, I, I put that out as an option. I wasn't really guaranteeing it, but sure. And even Sydney was like, she's playing way too hard, way too fast. Like she's like, she made me feel uncomfortable. And then Tiffany's like, Hey, you guys just want to go in there and roll the dice. We'll just roll the dice. You don't. So like, you're not going to give me anything. So you want to just go roll the dice. doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Ultimately that, what that showed me in that interaction was that Sydney, if she meets Tiffany in the merger, I don't think they're going to be working together. No, no. And I, and I will say there was a sense of, and the one thing in Tiffany's defense, they, she was trying to move fast, which she always does. But in this particular case, it was important because you guys have to remember, it's not like the game stops. Mm-hmm. So while they're sitting there kind of deliberately de- deliberating, deciding whether or not to use it, the people at their camps might be looking for them. So it's important to get to the island, get to the location decide quickly and try to get back without being detected. So it is kind of like the scramble and it doesn't really tell us exactly what they decide on. It just, you know, ultimately they go make their decisions, but Tiffany and Brad do decide to steal a vote. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Sydney decides to stick with the tarp to save mm-hmm. her vote. Um, and what we learn, if we're going to fast forward there, then we can go back. Brad is the one who gets to steal the vote. Does Tiffany get it as well? She gets it as well. Yeah, they both get it. So they both get the steal the vote, and and Sydney gets the tarp. She gets nothing. Oh, that's right. She got nothing because those two still exactly. So, but she but she still gets to vote. She still gets her vote. That's what she was really concerned about. She, so she doesn't like, get the tarp. My vote, yeah. But she gets the vote, which is which is big, you, you know? know. Which, but the thing that gets the reason why I think it'll stick with Sydney is because it's frustrating, right? You, you're 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 risking getting caught, having to explain to your tribe, like, where were you? What were you doing? 
ultimately to come back with nothing. And I think who she's going to pin that on is going to be Tiffany. Oh, for sure. And so she, she, she ultimately they, they, they did not get along, you know? So that's, that's uh that was a little twist, which I got to be honest with you. I hope they throw stuff in like this every single week. Cause that was, uh, that was cool. I love the whole sneaking out, like the covert op, like Brad mm-hmm. took it, to, took it to a whole nother level. I was like, I'm going to do my shoes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure. So if they peek over in a pitch black, it's just the moonlight. They're going to not see me. I'm like, yeah, he was, he was, he, I think he was good TV. You know, he's he was good TV. Very I'm, good TV. We're kind of giving it away here, but you know, he, well, he, we already he said was, what happened at the end of the episode. Yeah, we, we did. Um, okay. So before we get into the JD debacle, I think we have the immunity challenge first, right? We have the immunity challenge. Yes. Right. So we have the immunity challenge before the immunity challenge starts. Again, and it's funny that Xander has to say it every time, but Brad now has the second piece of this 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 trio idol, if you want to call it that. And his is, you know, something along the lines of, you know, broccoli is basically like small trees, but he he completely botches that. But but luckily my hair <laughs> and my my nipples, but broccoli is like <laughs> small trees that we eat. I was like, what? Thank God Xander picked up on it and they had it in the episode where he says it. And then, you know, Jeff actually gives Xander a layup yeah. to, to say it too. So, cause I think even Jeff and production know like the kid just can't come and not say the same thing out of nowhere because anyone with half a brain is going to realize that something's up here. Cause now it's the second time he's making it. So Jeff kind of throws him a layup like, Hey, you know, here's your softball. What do you think about that? And Xander picked up on it and was like, yeah, it's kind of like me last week saying, you know, the other day saying that my butter, butterflies are like my our dead relatives talking to you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they got it across. The two, they sh- that was they an alley-oop showed, by Jeff. That was. Jeff with the alley-oop dunk, right? And and you see as they're going through the immunity challenge, they both look over at each other and acknowledge that although Brad screwed it all up, they got it. It, it reminded me of a... Uh, I always find ways to bring it back to us. People must be so annoyed by this, but nope, um, they love it. They love America's it. favorite on America's uh, not America's favorite, but America's team America. We all had to say something. So oh, yeah. it was like, you know, what's what your about, favorite food? Apple that, pie, apple pie. I remember uh, Donnie. I was like, what about that? What was that on, on the quarter? Bald eagle. <laughs> How's my Donnie? And then we had Amber in the background. Cookie dough. <laughs> Shut up. Is the best. Shut up, Amber. <laughs> and there was also Caleb starts giving this big explanation about what he like, how he likes his dessert. We're like, we already we already got the three, but we're good. We hey, uh, you're you're not on Team America. So we we go through the competition. Um Luvu. Yeah, so the winners are uh, yeah, Luvu and also uh Yasa. Yasa. Yasa gets the win. But Luvu is the main team. Luvu, Luvu's killing it. They got a great team, strong team, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before because again, you have I know they I know they finished second, but you have Yasa and like Tiffany again, like Jeff was like, "Oh, the three-point dive or whatever." Like she's definitely slowing them up, you know? She's definitely slowing them up, but again, this is a strategy that they're okay with because they're saying to themselves, "Hey, you know what? Yasa, we're not the best tribe, but as long as we don't finish last, we don't go to tribal mm-hmm. and we're building an alliance based on people we think we can trust. And now I feel like this is a this is like a a survivor. This is something that happens every season on Survivor. There's the tribe that's struggling and there's a tribe that's winning everything 
So they're just competing. They're dominating. Even when they have to sit people out. Then there's the tribes that struggle. And once the tribes struggle, they always get out the athletic people. This is why yes. I don't think I would ever do good. Unless I just was like, you know what? I'm going on Survivor. Let me just slim down, not say I'm an athlete, and just go in there and try to be like super weak. Not say anything and just kind of skate by. Because I feel like if I went in there and went hard at a competition and my t- my tribe lost, they'd be like, Cody's got to go at Tribal Council. Yeah, he's a threat. He's got to go. He's a, you know, with the merge. We need to worry about the merge. Not... The, the four weeks that could lead up to the merge where your tribe goes from six to two, but the merge and uh, we got to get our, our, you know, strong competitors out. That's, I feel like it always is a thing except for the, the team that's winning. But then ultimately those people, the athletic people get targeted immediately. The second they don't win a try like a uh, immunity, the, the individual immunity. And that's the thing about, survivor because there are always like a mental element to it but they are all kind of physical in nature and the thing about survivor that you don't have in big brother is you know ours are called hoh competitions there's are called immunity challenges and with the immunity challenges you get to play every week so Mm -hmm. you can run the table if you're really good a la matt holloway who won like five in a row to win the season like there was an alliance you probably didn't see the season but there was an alliance matt holloway is he engaged or married meg Meg? they got married congratulations to meg and matt they just got married meg is also awesome so shout out to the both of them yep shout out we gotta get him on here we definitely do i can make that happen he's in the winner's circle he won he is in the winner's circle and he was in a situation where like a group of five people said matt we you know we don't want to work with you. There's five weeks. Le- there's five days left of the show with a muni challenge every day. Just so you know, we're sending you home basically. And he's like, oh, okay. He won every single immunity challenge to the point where he got to decide who was making fire. Yeah, like he was that he was that good. But that yeah. was a you know, Matt, one of the best. Shocked he hasn't been back on yet. It's absolutely crazy. But there's some politics with that that I won't divulge. But yeah. there's definitely reasons why he won't be. He's not back on. But hopefully he is in the future. Back to this competition. Ua loses, but from the edit, at least, it looks like JD was the real downfall to their yeah. game. He's kind of been professing to them that he's like this athlete, he's a great competitor, and all these things. And and like Brad said, he's been over-promising and under-delivering. Yeah. And in this particular challenge, you basically have to take a beanbag and kind of land it on these little yeah. like shelves, yeah. kind of, so Definitely to Definitely wasn't easy wasn't easy but he was doing some type of like he thought he was going to basically like run and jump and get close to it almost like a basketball like a layup. layup and just kind of lean and lay it on there but it's a lot higher than you than you think and he was like jumping he was nowhere close to it Dude. i think he might have been he might have been higher when he was just standing there like i feel how do you go down when you jump but uh it was not good and you know he slow he quickly gets behind he never catches up because it was kind of neck and neck. It was anyone's game to win. Yeah. But JD kind of was uh, the, essentially the reason for them losing. He didn't live up to his part of the challenge. Yeah. And Ua comes in third place and they will be going to tribal council. Yeah. And so then they get back to the camp. They're back at the camp. They're all talking. They're like, okay, they're trying to figure out who who's going to be the person that goes home. Who needs to be the one that goes home? Brad obviously throws out JD's name because he's saying he's underperforming and overpromising and underperforming. Jeannie kind of hops on board with it. Now this is where it gets a little slippery. They tell Shan. So now Shan's in on this, right? Shan, okay. man. Yeah. So now Shan's Shan, in on man. this. Shan, man. She's Shan, man. <laughs> um, she's in on this. And Shan 
we we saw this in the first week. Um, it was when JD was really, you know, his feet were in the feet, feet to the fire. And you saw like JD and Shan have this relationship, obviously. Like she didn't want to turn on him. Um, JD was like kind of like it almost was like he was like looking to her to be like, save my life, please. Um, and she did in that first week because she was tight with Ricard. She's really tight with everybody in there. You know, probably not now because she showed her cards this week. She drew a line in the sand. But JD is walking up from the beach after he takes a walk. He knows he's like beating himself up. Yeah, he went to go get some water. He goes, I'm going to get some water. She's like, you know what? I'll take the walk with you. Oh, you know, bring my water back. What is this? What is he doing? He comes back and clear his day in his completely unzipped pants. In his waistband, they see what is like what they probably know. Parchment paper. Yeah, you know it's like you know what that is. You know what it is. So Shane calls it out. What is that? Uh-oh. Well, guys. Uh, guess, guess I got to come clear. Hey, well, I was I was truthful. You were not truthful. That's like you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. And she then we're like, it. well. Eh. So this yeah. is this is the whole thing with JD. JD, he's a super fan. He probably appreciates this. This opportunity like crazy. But JD has done well enough. For me, if I'm on his tribe, I have no trust for JD. No. And I was somebody in the beginning. Remember, I was like, oh, Ricard doesn't trust him, blah, blah, blah. Now I kind of see it. This kid is yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and it was twofold, right? Because he lied about he lied about how he obtained it, first and foremost. He said, you know, I had the option for the steal of vote. I didn't take it, guys. I'm with you. And then he could have pulled like a Shan aside if he wanted to like gain her trust. And he doesn't. So now not only does he have the steal a vote, but not only did he lie about what happened at that, you know, that op- with that opportunity, but then he's got the steal a vote. Extra and vote. He, that extra vote. And mm-hmm. he's not, I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a steal a vote. It was an extra vote. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell Shan. He doesn't tell anyone, which I actually don't have a problem with. No. I, if I had won an advantage, I'm not telling a single person. No. You can find out about that advantage when everybody else does. Yeah. So I wouldn't tell anyone, but... You got to grab that. You got to bury it somewhere. You don't need it on you at all times. Bury it in the sand somewhere or something. I mean, maybe a former Survivor player would say, oh, no, you don't want to do that for these reasons. But I'd I'd bury it. I wouldn't keep it in my backpack. They're in their underwear. Yeah. Like, they are limited in their clothing. Their clothes, because they only go there from what what I'm aware of, with the clothes on their back. And so most of them are walking around in, like, their underwear or just their shorts or just their Mm -hmm. pants. It's like, why would you keep that on you? That should not be on you. I don't know if maybe we are wrong, but I can't imagine. That would be buried 100% somewhere where you got to dig to find it and nobody's going to dig that deep because you got to know exactly where it is. Exactly. And because we know with an idol, like an idol, you're reaching into a tree, you're finding it up top, you're finding it down by a tree. You're not digging like X marks a spot to find an idol. So nobody should find it if you bury it. And I was like, dude, now he's essentially asking me and like, you guys saved my life. Like, Obviously, this is what they've been yeah, doing was, the last two weeks. He looked like a puppy dog. He's like, um, I guess I got to kind of tell you now. But yeah. what was interesting about that is they kind of, at that point, they're thinking, you know, JD's got to go. Or at least everybody but Ricard. And then Ricard gets into Shan's ear. And I don't know yet if Shan is impressionable or Shan is playing like she's impressionable to get further in the game. Like she feels she wants other people to feel like they're in control. We're going to find out down the road when Shan has to make moves is she, to see if she's able to do that. Cause right now she kind of just seems like she's going with the flow. 
But at this point, it's it's up in the air. So Brad wants JD gone, and JD wants Brad gone. And then you have Jeannie, who's the number one ally of Brad, who's mm-hmm. thinking Brad's going to be fine, JD's going home. Mm-hmm. You have Ricard, who wants Brad to go home. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have Shan. Shan's in the middle there. Right. Right? So Shan can really make the difference because you know Brad's going to vote for JD. Mm-hmm. JD's going to vote well, for Brad. Here's here's where I don't know like what what the dilemma was probably in in Shan's head. Brad doesn't get to vote cuz Brad has the idol, but they don't know that. Oh no, they do Shan, know that. Shan, Shan knows does. it. Yeah. That's right. That's so right. So like Shan probably is like, "Okay, Brad can't vote. If me and Jeannie vote JD and JD and Ricard vote Brad, now it's 2 to 2. Now what they do is they ultimately draw vote. Don't they, they re-vote, re-vote? And if they, they re-vote and if no if it's still a tie, they should they draw they uh they pull for rocks. Which it would have flipped anyways. It would have it, it, I don't know. So that's I don't know if that was going through Shan's head. No, that's a great point. So Brad doesn't have a vote. Maybe and they don't show that in the episode, but maybe Shan plays the math and goes, Brad don't have a vote. So Jeannie's gonna be one vote for him. If Ricard's one vote for J D, J D does have a vote. Mm-hmm. He actually has an extra vote. Yeah, which he gave to her. Which that's the thing we gotta bring up because that did happen before tribal, but yeah, that you might be right where she felt like the math was pretty simple for her. JD and Ricard were voting for Brad. Mm-hmm. Only Jeannie was voting for JD. Mm-hmm. So even if she decided to vote for JD, it would only be two two at that point. That's a great. I didn't think so about that. So I don't know what either either way. I think that she was sitting there and she was like, you know, again, she was saying stuff that we talked about being on our seasons of Big Brother. She's letting emotional things come in and out. I don't know if she made the decision based on emotions. Um, but she's letting her emotions factor in and weigh heavily on her and making her decision. She's like, I feel like I'm sending someone from my family home. And when you're playing for a million dollars, like, yeah, sure. If it's me, my dad, my brother, my sister, like, and we're playing for a million dollars. Like, yeah, I'm going to be upset about it, but I'm like, sorry, I'd rather win a million dollars. Like you're playing for a million dollars. And so I think if Shan was looking at like everything, Brad came to her. Brad showed her, showed her like, okay, you, she may have all these doubts about like him sneaking off and going into the bush and listening. Oh, he's got an idol. So he's got a lot of power, you know, but ultimately she like, she, she, I feel like she just ran herself and overthought it because Brad showed her, you are who I'm loyal to. I'm telling you, I have an idol. I'm telling you, I have this additional power that I found or this additional advantage that I found. Like you're the person I want to work with in this game. And JD ultimately got caught and showed her, like, I I was protecting you in week one. We've been close. You didn't even feel that close to me to tell me? That should have been, for me, that would have been enough. I would have been like, this is somebody that I know I can ride with, that I can trust. You're somebody that I, I definitely cannot. He showed way too much in this episode. If I was Shan, to be like, I I don't, I don't, I don't have any trust for you in this game. Okay, great. You gave me your additional vote. Whoop-de-doo. You know what I mean? Like, and it just shows that he's he's snaky and playing the game not with you. He's playing it only for himself. And so for me, you need to play the game with people that are playing for themselves because you need to do that also, but also are playing for the group to go further, kind of like how Evie's playing because JD is someone that I feel like will easily, if it's you or me and we've been super tight, I'm going to drag you through the mud to make sure it's you over me. 
You know what I mean? And so like, that's never somebody that I feel like you want to move forward with. And that's what I felt like Shan did. She decided to move forward with the person that I think was showing all like you bark like a dog, you walk like a dog, you wag your tail like a dog, but I don't know. I think, I think you're a cat. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. Did, was that a weird analogy? Like, yeah, it was a little weird. JD was showing all the stuff to be like, uh, oh, you can't be trusted. But she was like, oh, I'll trust you. No, I, you know, I was saying to you before we started recording, a tiger doesn't change its stripes. And so, yeah, you caught him this time, but you, you now know the type of game he's playing. And so for me, you only get one shot in a game like this. And if you burn me once, you'll burn me again. And I would have rolled the dice and probably gone after JD. The only problem would have been is what you said, which I don't know how I missed it. I'm mad at myself for that one. But even if she had made that decision, she would have had to try to convince Ricard right. to guarantee that it happened. And if she can't convince Ricard, which we might not have seen, you know, because they, they only have an hour. We, we don't have the fortunate, uh, right. you know, the fortune to see what goes on between these in the, the conversations that happen in between the edits. Right. But what I felt, felt was interesting is even though she makes this decision, she could just say, you know what? I'm going to vote out Brad. We'll go from there. But she decides to try to make it an advantage for her. So this is one point we do have to give her. She sits down with JD. I don't know if this was her intention, but she steers the conversation towards this extra vote and how it creates this new level of distrust between them. She never comes. Well, actually she does. She says, you know, would you be willing to give me the vote to hold on to, to try to build that trust again? Because I think at that point, even though they're not showing it for editing purposes, She's leaning towards keeping JD, mm-hmm. but now she's trying to, which again, this is a good move, trying to really make the most of it for her own personal game. And JD bites it. He takes it and he goes, yeah, I'll give it to you right now. Now, I believe with the survivor rules, once you hand it over to someone, um, it's theirs unless they decide to give it back to you. I think that's how it goes. I have no like, idea. If you voluntarily give it to them, even if you say it's just to hold on to it, if you give it to them... I believe it's their advantage unless they decide to voluntarily give it back to you. I don't down in the comments weigh in because I've always been confused on, and this is what happens when you're not a super fan of, of survivor. If you have like an advantage, like you have an extra vote Mm -hmm. and it's in your satchel or your bag at camp and I go to your bag in your personal items or, or go somewhere and I steal it from your bag. Is it now mine? Like, if you have an idol in your bag, do I get to keep it? Or is like that against the rules? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think if you find the idol in someone else's bag, it's fair game. I don't believe it's, you know, off limits. Right. So my thing is, I don't think that JD would be able to go to her later and say, hey, I want my advantage back, my extra vote. I think she would have the opportunity to say, no, I don't want to give it back to you. Sorry. Oof. Guys, let us know, because that would be... Uh... That would be really intense. I don't think she would do him like that. She just doesn't. I don't think so either, but they showed the hand-to-hand transaction between it. Like it was a binding thing. Because did you notice they focused in on it? They were like, and they show her taking it. I'm like, they're foreshadowing right there. They're foreshadowing. They know what they're doing. They definitely do. They definitely do. do. So tribal council, right? Tribal Tribal council. council. Tribunal. The tribunal council. Um, We have a three-to-one vote. And we see our boy Brad, country boy Brad, call him C.B. Brad, goes home. 
And was pretty, he was pretty upset, pretty shocked. Blindsided. Looked right at Shan. I feel like I just called her Shan in the Boston accent. How'd you like that it, Boston accent? I mean, there wasn't even much of a, like, there was some back and forth. There was a little bit of a turmoil between Jeannie and Ricard. You know, Ricard called her out for voting for him the week before. She didn't deny it. Yeah. Um, or I should say the I day before. my name last pretty well. Yeah. I was like, yeah, shut no, up, I, Ricard. Ricard's going to have, I don't I don't know how Ricard makes it far in this game, but I no, guess he's, he's got attitude. He's going to, he's going to try to, I think right now he's willing him his way onto Shan. Is it Shan? Shan. Shan. I think he's willing his way onto her. Um, and then she has, you know, JD, but I think once he's trying to do that, I think that, you know, once the, the merge happens, people are going to be like, this dude talks a lot. This dude's always trying to stir the pot. And he's gonna end up. He's gonna end up going. He'll make it to merge, but I don't see him making it further than that. Much further than that. I mean, you go. You you sticking to that? You think so for sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't see him. I don't. See I can him see him slithering that. his way far. I don't. I you know. I could see him kind of. You know. I don't know. I, I think made up my like, mind about him. Yet. I think someone like Evie will pick up on him in a millisecond. Um, I think obviously like if Genie makes it there, I think. Shan, I don't know that Shan is like super, super tight with Ricard. She's more so like I'm in the middle and now I just had to draw a line in the sand because I was willing to do it for JD. Like I was willing to draw a line in the sand for JD, okay? So I drew a line in the sand. Hopefully it doesn't bite me in the butt. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to in this tribe. And so I don't know. I see him being someone that like rubs people the wrong way. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think he it could be a personality thing that ultimately bites him in the butt. But right now, you know, him and Shan are super tight. We mm-hmm. learned that tonight for sure. Jeannie's kind of on the outside. So if they go back to Tribal, I think Jeannie's going home. Yeah, and well, JD, Ricard, and Shan stick together. Yeah. So they've kind of guaranteed themselves that they got a target for the next time they go back, if they go back. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of safe for at least, yeah. at least two more weeks. Because if Jeannie goes, then... Honestly, I think Ricard and Shan, barring any setbacks, would go after JD. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of set themselves up I don't nicely know. I there. I think Shan and JD, I think she would link with JD and go after Ricard. You think so, huh? Yeah, I think he'll make the merge, and then I don't think he'll make it any further than that. And I also don't think, like, what I think would happen was if they went down to three people and lost a tribal or lost an immunity challenge and had to go to tribal, do you think they would send home and make their tribe be two people? Or do you think that they would like, okay, if they're down to three and, you know, Yasa's down to four, wouldn't they just maybe split them up? Because then how many would that be? Six, three, four, quick math, you know, 13. I don't know. It's not an even number to really split it into three equal tribes. So I don't know. What, what What's the number that they normally do the merge at? I don't even know. I, I want to say it's like nine or ten. I mean, they're going to have to have a. It depends too because they could split it into. Um, they could do a couple things, right? So right now we have three tribes. They could divide them into two tribes, mm-hmm. or they could merge them into one big tribe. Right. I think with the amount of people they have, we're at eighteen right now. I think if we have a situation where right now Yasa has already lost two. Ua has lost two right now. After after three episodes, we're at two went home in the first one. No, we're at fourteen. We're at fourteen right now. So they could technically right now merge it to two of seven. Yeah. Or they could wait. I would think that if they, I I would think that they might do two tribes. Like maybe okay. knock it down. And I'm sure production has it where it's like, hey, listen, one tribe only has two people left. 
we can't even have them compete in the group right. immunity challenges. So it might be contingent on that where, like I said, right now, Luvu has everybody. Yeah. So they're going to have to sit people out. They're already sitting uh, uh, one or two people out. Genie sat out this last competition. If hypothetically Yasa loses someone or even Ua, mm-hmm. they're only going to have three people left. Yeah. So Luvu would have to sit out three people. Yeah. And that's just like. It's kind of have to have to. So I think at that point, maybe after next week. Drop your buffs. Yep. After next week, if Luvu doesn't lose, I could, if Ua or Yasa lose next week, I can definitely see on the following episode. So this would be episode five. I could see Jeff saying, drop your buffs and maybe combining it down to two tribes with new names. Mm -hmm. And then. Which they've done that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe get it down to 12. It would be 12 at that point. Yeah. Do two tribes of six. And then get it down to eight and then merge it into. Merge it again. At eight. You know, because that's four. That's a lot, man. There, I guarantee you, I know for a fact that there are survivor experts. We have no problem admitting it. It's people that know survivor way better than us. Way down in the comments, let us know what you think or what you know from past historical data for survivor. Hook us up. When do you? What do you see happening here? Do you see these three tribes becoming two and then becoming one, or do you see survivor holding off to the point where? They might be sitting three people from Luvu, and then they'll wait till it's about ten people left, and then merge it into one big tribe of ten. It's possible, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very possible. So, so interesting, though. So far, I know you're just getting back into it, but what's your overall takeaway from Survivor? I know you're watching it, right? What are you thinking? I like it, man. I really like Survivor. Watching it, watching it, and and seeing. You know how people are playing, and knowing that this is a little bit of a shortened season. This might have been one season that I, I might have been able to sneak. Maybe just twenty six days, not bad. I think I could live with that. I could, you know, I could deal. But you know what? I don't like this season. They don't even have rice. What are these people eating? Brutal. I mean, they're eating the fruits and stuff. That's what Nasir got them last week. Remember, they we we didn't talk about it too much tonight. But in episode two, well, I'm going to talk Nasir- about Nasir a little bit. Because we, we got are our exile we... and our idol of the week. Well, let's roll into it then. All right, let's go. Exile of the week. So am I going first? For those of you guys that don't know, Derek and I, at the end of every episode for the Survivor season, we're going to be doing our idol of the week and our exile of the week. Idol of the week is obviously the, the two players. We're each picking our own one that we felt you know, had a really good week, is doing really well in the game, one of, one of those two. And the exile of the week is somebody that really just can't help and, you know, but shitting the bed. And uh, I have a good one. I think Derek has a good one. Uh, and so, but we're going to start with the exiles of the week. And so, D, that is me, you JD. first. JD. You know, and it's kind of a simple, like, it's like, oh, Derek, real hard one there. But it's the truth. Like, based on the edits... JD has not performed well in competition. So not only is he not looking well to his own tribe, but other tribes are watching him underperform as well and seeing him as kind of like the anchor in these immunity challenges. And I'm sure that's playing in their mind as they're looking around thinking, Hey, who do I want to go forward with when the tribe, the tribes combine? And then secondly, we, we talked about it a lot, just a lot of stupid mistakes, diarrhea of the mouth. And then the paper being in his waistband for a guy who's such a big fan, and I loved his speech at Tribal, but for a guy who's such a big fan, he's making a lot of rookie mistakes. Things that even if it's your first season playing, you can't do it. And he is. So 
if he gets by and gets far in the game, it's not going to be because he was on his A game. It's just because other people became bigger targets. But so far, JD, I like you as a person, but I think even you as the fan that you are, you would not be happy with your performance up to this point. Yeah, I I, I would say that's a very strong exile of the week. I feel a little bit stronger about mine. Yours is a good one. But JD is definitely, he's someone that is is really struggling. He was on the verge of going home in week one. He struggled. uh, Well, it didn't really have a lot of, there wasn't a lot about him in the second episode. In episode three, he almost shot himself in the foot again. He really is doing a lot to kind of hurt himself. Uh, My exile of the week is someone who is tried and failed twice at just like divulging information to people. And that's Nasir. And so Nasir, we saw in episode one, he tried to rat out Deshaun and Danny. Um, Sydney told Deshaun, hey, uh, Nasir was mentioning your name. That's not a good thing, obviously, because now he's on Deshaun's radar. Thankfully, they've been winning, so he doesn't have to worry about him. Then he does, you know, the good stuff. He's knocking down the the fruits. This is all good because everybody's starving there. Then he goes and runs his mouth again and says, hey, I think we need to target Danny this week. If it's not a good week for us, we need to target Danny. Danny is extremely well-liked on his tribe, obviously, because they went and told him and Deshaun the first time, and then right after this happens, Danny gets told. And so I'm like, dude, Nasir, you just you have diarrhea of the mouth. Nobody trusts you, and everything that you tell people in your tribe about other people in the tribe, they find out you're the exile of the week, and if your team wasn't winning, I could have seen him going home one, two, or this week. And to the point where he's like, damn, I screwed up. Guys, I'm sorry if I said anything. Yeah. Just make sure you tell me because he felt it like obviously Danny must have been like, don't come near me. Yeah, they didn't show. He's probably giving him the cold shoulder. Yeah, man, I agree with that for sure. They didn't show that, but he was probably like, oh, nobody's talking to me now. Yeah. All right. That's our exiles of the week. But let's talk about it. Ended on a more positive note. We have our idols of the week. right? Yeah. And my first. I think I'm first. No, you're Go first. For you're first. I am first. Okay. So my idol of the week, she wasn't featured on episode three, but she was heavily featured on episode two. And the fact that she wasn't featured heavily on episode three is why I like her as idol of the week, because you want to make moves when you have to, but then you want to fade into the background when you can. And that's why my idol of the week goes to Evie. I think Evie, Evie, still working on that one. I think she's playing a great game so far. We we talked about her at length as far as her social game. I think she's making some good moves. Don't love the the eviction of, uh, or I should say, the vote out of David over Tiffany. But again, she probably feels like she can control Tiffany mm-hmm. a little bit more. So that could actually work to her favor. So Evie is definitely my idol of the week. I think she's in a very strong position, not only right now, but going into a potential merge where she has multiple people that... At this point, she can rely on. Yeah. And so for me, my idol of the week, this may come as, as a surprise. I, he He's not really like heavily involved, but I loved. It's Danny. And I loved that, it, one, his tribe is doing really, really well. So he's obviously never on the chopping block because they're, they're not even going to tribal council. But I loved that he must like, they're the ones winning, right? So there's obviously not a ton of drama at the Luvu tribe that they probably care to show on the episode. You only have one episode a week. Luvu's a tribe that's winning, so there's probably not a lot of drama. But every time something happens, you know, with Nasir, you know, telling stuff to Sydney or Erica, it always seems to find its way back to 
to Danny. Like he, when when he didn't like the thing about the the beach and the water, and now he wants to target Danny for what reason I don't really know. But it gets back to Danny, and so why I think why I'm saying he's idol of the week is uh, one. I didn't think there was anybody else that really stood out, and two, it was because I felt like you know if you're in a position where you have trust and you have people that are bringing you information just because you, I think he's just really likable. You're in a good spot. And so I like him this week. He's got two wins with his tribe. He's never seen a tribal council. And I think he's in a really good position because I think even if they lose next week, he won't be the guy that goes. So I like Danny. Danny. You know, I think Danny, at the end of the day, it's going to come down. We know he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a former NFL player. So he's definitely got that going for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if how he's going to be at puzzles, how he's going to be at, you know, the mental competitions could be extremely intelligent. I'm yeah. sure he played college football. Yeah. What was his degree? I mean, he might be a genius for all we know. Um, they're obviously categorize him. You know, his character right now is the jock yeah. right on the show. That's yeah. his typecast. But, you know, we've seen it before. Brad Culpepper was a former NFL player who was pretty good. I mean, he wasn't great at puzzles, but he was an all around, very good player, an athlete, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Danny's definitely somebody that when it comes to physical competitions, you know, holding on to certain things, you know, lifting, you know, balance, um, he's probably going to be incredible at. So he is someone that later in the game, um, if he has a couple people he can trust and he seems like he has his right hand in Deshaun, that's really all you need is like one or two people. Um, he, Deshaun, can team up and go, you know, win some comps together and maybe control this game. Well, that's the thing that I – that it's it's cool about Survivor where Big Brother you don't really have it, which is why people probably have the issues that they do with Big Brothers because you could have an alliance that ultimately wins the HOHs every week and then keeps the alliance safe. You don't necessarily get that with Survivor because once it gets down to no longer a team game, I could have a group of six or four people <clears throat> that we're killing it. Like I win the immunity one week, they another person wins the immunity the other week. But ultimately, you you're, they could just keep picking you off, because your whole your whole alliance can't win immunity once you get down to the merger. So, I'll be pretty eager to see how this plays out. I'm really excited to see how the game, you know, unfolds when we break it down into either two tribes or it's just merged straight up into one. Because then we're gonna see a lot more. Because it's already. You know, each week it's already like, okay, there's only four people left in Yasa. Like, uh, we already kind of can see where the drama's going to go. You know, Ooh is kind of now in that same situation. We'll kind of see where, like, if they lose, we already know where the drama's going to go. So I will say this, that I think Survivor doesn't hesitate to switch stuff up. And so I think they may be seeing the same thing that we're maybe I'm seeing as a viewer and are like, let's just mix it up. Let's put them into two. Let's mix it up. Because it's kind of getting... it. it if Luvu keeps winning and these, like, we kind of are seeing now Ua, Yasa, we know who they're going to probably send home next. So let's not, let's not give the viewers, you know, something that they already can, can see happening. Let's mix it up. So I would love to see them switch it up next week. Merge them into two. It, I was watching. I know you said you didn't see it, but they were showing some of the previews. And usually they give you like a heads up if that's coming. They'll show you some reactions. Doesn't sound like it's happening next week, but it does seem... Spoiler alert, if you want to click off, now's the time. It does seem like there might be some drama between JD and Shan because they just saw a quick clip of JD going, she betrayed me. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's got to be It's got to be Shan because he he's not tight with Jeannie. She just voted 
to you know vote him out. So um, it'll be interesting. I think next week's going to be a good week. Unless he is talking about Jeannie and they had a conversation. She was like, hey, like listen, I got you. I'm not going to vote you out. And then he voted you out. And obviously, J.D. is like, you know, no offense. J.D. was he, he said it himself. He was a nerd growing up. And so he's probably like, she betrayed me. And it's like, hey, J.D., relax. Take your math class stuff, the math class drama out of here. I don't know. People may come for me for that. But it's like, if, like if he's, if, if, I don't think he's talking about Shan. I think he's talking about Jeannie. I think he's talking about Jeannie because he feels all bent out of shape. He's probably like, man, it's like, dude, relax. Maybe he had like a conversation with her before this. Yeah, it's possible. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the dynamic now because we're starting to get to a point where people are making alliances. Although I don't feel like, I think the strongest duo right now is, is Danny and Deshaun. But I would also say that Evie and Liana mm-hmm. are a very strong duo super, as super well. Strong. When I think about Ua, I don't consider Shan and Ricard a strong duo. No. I feel like they would slice each other up in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. honestly. Even to the point where you said earlier where Shan, in your opinion, will flip on Ricard already and go with JD. So mm-hmm. I feel like Ooh is just trying to survive. Yes. Where Leon and Evie are thinking long-term. I think Danny and Deshaun are thinking long-term as well. And then the rest are kind of like, they're still up for grabs. Well, yeah. So I think that, you know, with the Luvu tribe, we haven't really gotten to even see, like... I think Sydney's going to be good. I think Erica's good. I think Deshaun, Danny, Heather's just kind of like she's she's somebody Heather's going to go far because I think she's just like, you know, very like genuine, very nice. So people aren't going to like view her as a threat. So I think she'll go far. But I'm eager to see kind of how Luvu when if they lose a competition, a little bit of that turmoil, like what mm. happens in their tribe. So yeah, we'll see. What's interesting? Anything else to cover for Survivor? Negative. Okay. So we've been kind of saying this for weeks, and I didn't even tell Cody about what I'm going to say right now, truly. Um, we really want to include you guys in our conversations. And Cody and I have some weird conversations, some debates. We talk about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's not always reality TV. I would even argue that most of the time we don't talk about reality TV. Right. But we do talk about a lot of different topics, you know, pop culture, current events, politics, life. We talk about a lot. And Ultimately, we want to, again, we're building this community we want to share with you. So we want to start talking about things other than reality TV because, not to sound corny, but there's a lot more to us than than winning Big Brother. And so if we ever want to branch out into that and to kind of expose ourselves more to who we are and not just Big Brother players, we got to start. So we're opening ourselves up a little bit, but we think it's going to be fun because it gets a little redundant to only talk about reality TV. Right. And we want to do this for the long term, so we got to expand it. So we're going to start tonight because technically this was two episodes. Mm-hmm. We usually do two episodes a week. This week, we're not going to do that, correct? Right. So to end this episode, I want to switch it up completely. We might start doing independent episodes where we just cover a couple topics that are in mm-hmm. the news that you guys are hearing about. And for tonight, I just want to do one. And we don't have to go crazy with it, but I had mentioned to you this was a topic that Cody and I had talked about off camera that we didn't share because we weren't at this point yet, but we talked about solar flares. Remember I mentioned it to you that there's a solar storm coming that could literally knock out the power grid for like years. And you were like literally sitting in front of your computer. Like, are you kidding me? You start looking it up and it's, it's terrifying. Terrifying. So on that note, I'm super into like, obviously like, 
you know, space and I love, I love SpaceX and I love looking at the NASA things. I'm always watching the launches. And there was an article that actually came out. We're recording this on October 6th. This came out on October 5th. So I'm going to read this for you. Tell me if you've heard of it. I think it's pretty fascinating. Have you ever seen the movie Ar- Armageddon? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Bruce okay. Willis, bro. Bruce Willis. Okay. Aerosmith. The, the song at the end. His daughter's in it. Don't sing it. Don't do it. It's, uh, it'll get you. It, it'll make me cry. All right. I won't do it. Okay. Cody's got the angel of a voice. <laughs> I mean, the, wow, I'm slacking tonight. Voice of an angel. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. You got that. You got that. Okay. Angel of a voice. Tag that one down below. Yeah, simple I replaced life, that baby. one for tribunal. Simple for life. Simple for life. <laughs> so here's the article. It's NASA is now going to be launching a new mission. It's called DART mission. Uh, it will deliberately crash into an asteroid's moon uh, in the name of planetary defense. So to kind of summarize this, DART stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. It's going to happen on November 23rd at about 10.20 p.m. And to kind of summarize the article, don't come for me if I mess this up here, but essentially SpaceX and NASA are teaming up, okay? SpaceX is going to use the Falcon rocket. They're going to launch this thing called the DART into space. The asteroid that they're going for, I'm going to kill myself trying to pronounce this, is, um, let me make sure I say it right here. It's It begins with a D. D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you really just went there dude you really just went there okay it's called so there's two of them there's the asteroid in the moon but it's called didmios uh did didmios and dimorphos i completely this is a huge asteroid big asteroid maybe maybe right but it's six million eight hundred and thirty five mm-hmm. and then 83 miles away so 11 million kilometers away from our planet. So it's nowhere near us. It's not going to hit us. No chance. But NASA wants to try to develop a planetary defense where, God forbid, there's an asteroid uh, on approach to us. They can use this dart to send it up, crash at the uh, crash into the asteroid going, I believe they said 15,000 miles per hour. Okay. I think I saw somewhere. Like fast. Yeah. And they're basically just <laughs> Like gonna, fast, quote that. They're going to smash this thing. Here's my problem with it. I like that we're thinking ahead. Like, yeah, good idea. But I can see this headline changing from NASA's, you know, checking out if they can redirect an asteroid to NASA redirects asteroid into Earth. Totally. That's exactly my face this whole time has been reading that. Like, this whole time is just like, so you're going to tell me this asteroid that's a gazillion, quadrillion <laughs> kilometers away out there in space. We're going to do this little test theory and smash this dart into this asteroid. And we're going to see if this is going to be something like our, de- our asteroid defense team came up with this. And they're going to send up the, the dart to this asteroid. And all I can see happening is it's just hitting this thing. And this thing is like, it's like going this way. Earth is over here. It's going this way. And then just hitting it and just going. Pew, you know and tailing like, right I, towards Earth. I, I, I get it's nowhere close. Here's what it's like a blessing and a curse, right? Because. I do think, like, I always said to myself, like, what do we do if an asteroid's on its way here? Like, I haven't heard of, like, do they have, like, a secret thing that they could do? Or is it going to be like Armageddon where they're kind of developing a plan as they go? And so, I mean, I'm glad that they're being proactive, but... There's an asteroid coming here. What are you doing? How do we... The dinosaurs took them out. 
Yeah, now there's a whole nother different topic as to what was this the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs? Was it an asteroid? Was it aliens? I don't know. Oh, are you that guy? Do you think was it, it aliens? aliens? Was aliens what came down in this ball of light and evaporated them and then planted Adam and Eve? But that's a little more. That's a little more. Bottle. Where are you going right now? I don't know. <laughs> but what if this asteroid is on its way down here? All right, you know what? I'll take this here. Asteroid's on its way down. You have a day. What are you doing? Oh, man. I mean, this is corny, but if we're talking, like, honestly, you're spending the day with your family. You're just spending the day. I would probably spend the day. You Like, I can't go, like, li- I can't go climb a mountain and, like, you know, hang out there because I have small kids. So if I'm being, like, morbid and real, it would probably be just a day at home, you know, like, yeah. hanging out and just, like, Spending it with my family. That's really sad. Nice way to yeah. go with this. Well, one. hey, man. What do you, what do you, what are you doing? Hey, listen, what, what am I doing? I am going yes. to absolutely crush. I'm going to I'm gonna do some of the things that I would never obviously do. Like You I'm, only got 24 hours. I'm so fucking what are you doing? robbing a bank. I'm like, I'm, I'm busting that. I'm like grabbing a Lambo like off what of What are you going to do with the money? What are you going to do with the money that you Don't steal? matter. At least I could be like, yeah, I robbed a bank. What's up? I'm, I'm robbing a bank. I'm, I'm jacking a car. I'm doing all like the so basically you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Facts. I'm turning the 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 area that I live into Grand Theft. I'm not gonna say Grand Theft Cody, all up and down these streets, and it's gonna Lead get to the real. Gamer. It's gonna get it's, real, and that's how you, you know, know I play video games and Derek's a dad. Yeah, basically. No, but I saw that. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad that I, I like that Elon's at the helm. I'm glad that he's part of it. But you know, sometimes when science messes around with things. How poetic would it be? Like, hey, we we have no, there's no asteroids currently on the path to hit Earth, but we accidentally, like a pool ball, send this th- or ex- explodes in the shrapnel from the asteroid. One Anything. piece is heading towards us now. Anything, because you know, I guarantee you, this asteroid is probably like an astronomical size, and so if they send this thing into it, and it breaks, See what you did there, like that, yeah, it breaks off. It's sending like a full blown like. I don't know, city or way, you know, like what if it's an asteroid that's the size of like Texas and we break off a piece of it. That's the size of New York. And it starts steamrolling towards the U S take out at least half the, the world freaking country. Yeah. No, I mean, and it says right here that the dart itself will only slow down Demorphos by a speed of, uh, of 1%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it will change the moon's orbital period by several minutes. That change can be observed and measured from a ground-based telescope on Earth. It will also be the first time humans have altered the dynamics of a solar system, a solar system's body in a measurable way, according to the European Space Agency. So I like Who's that doing we're this? trying. Who's getting the stamp on this? U.S. Yeah, it's NASA. I'm sure it's people from all nah, over the U.S. World. gets the stamp. We're the first ones to do it. <laughs> Because we're the greatest so in the world. Oh, God. People are going to come for you. Come for me. We're the greatest Boo. in the world. Boo. The greatest in the world, and we're going to do it first. And you heard it here first. How you doing? Oh, one circle. more thing. I only planned on one topic, but I got one more thing for you because it is kind of cool, actually. Again, it's still in the same realm. Do you know who William Shatner is, Star Trek? Yes. Okay. You know, William you know who Shatner. Did you hear what's happening with him? No. Okay, so Jeff Bezos, he's got his whole, yeah. he's got his compete, uh, his, com- his competing space program yeah. to to SpaceX. I think it's called, God, what is it? It's like Blue or something like that. I forgot the name of it, but his ship looks like it's the shape of a penis, actually. But um, <laughs> Austin Powers, 
So he's, he's like sending. Up, anyways, he he's sending up William. There's going to be four people on the mission, and William Shatner is going up into space as the oldest person to ever leave our orbit. Wonderful. The uh, an actor. Guy has no idea how but to handle himself. But it's kind of fitting. It's fitting, it's not though, fitting. bro. It's fitting. It's fiction. Star Trek. It's fiction. Star Trek. This is fiction. That is a guy that acted out playing in a spaceship. He was in a studio lot, and you're gonna send him what? That like that's how you know. In my opinion, that's uh, this is why it makes me feel like all this shit is stupid and all for like headlines. Because you have no reason to send William Shatner into outer space because he was the guy that played in that was the lead in Star Trek. Hey, I can't hate because you know what? Stupid. Little, little factoid. Here we go. Me and Shatner have the same agent. Shout out Harry. Whatever. Hopefully he's okay <laughs> when he comes back. I just think that's so no. stupid. It's all. It's all. Those are. That's for headlines. Jeff Bezos. Dude, I, everything's for headlines. Well, the last flight, Bezos went up with his brother, and he took the youngest person ever and the oldest person ever at that point to go into outer space. And so now. The other people on the flight, I believe, are paying for their seats because that's the, the the goal, right, is to commercialize space travel. And so Blue Blue Origin is the name of the company. And essentially, eventually, they want these millionaires to pay for flights to like you would like for a plane to go to L.A. They want them to be able to pay to go up. It's all in one day. You leave the orbit. You're in like space for a certain amount of time. You have no gravity. You get to experience it. You get to say you did it. And then it comes right back down like they just did. So, I mean, it's Isn't crazy there, like, to think. like a lot more to space travel and like being in zero gravity and a lot of different Would you things? do it? No. If I had the money, in a minute, I would do it. In a second, no. I would do it. No, I'm not that adventurous. I'll go clip but diving. imagine. No, I won't do that either. I won't do anything. <laughs> Comment down below if you would go, if you had a free trip right now to take Blue Origin or SpaceX when they eventually get there. If you could travel into outer space for just a day for free, would you do it? Now, I know it's easy to say online, but I guess there is a lot of risk, right? I'm not doing it. You're strapped to a rocket, literally. Nope. <laughs> You've seen the literally. rockets where they're just like, I'm crashing back I mean, down. people, I mean, listen. Or, rest in peace, anybody that's happened to. It's, yes. Know. Yes. I mean, and it's like, it is a scary thing, but um, interesting stuff. Next week, you have to come in here with a topic something to talk about okay we may have something pop up in the headlines there's a lot of true crime stuff that's popping off you know gary petito yeah. um gabby petito yeah um today we had someone announce that the zodiac killer might have been identified a lot of stuff hopping up every day but to me stuff like this that we just talked about the way you heard yeah. us talk it's not scripted that's that's our friendship yeah. and so we want to Find ways because a lot of people like reality people, especially they come on, they do Instagram lives, they do YouTube channels and and it's disingenuous. Yeah. It's only scripted. It's just to try to get clicks and likes. I can tell you this. We truly don't care. Yeah, We're doing it because it's fun. So if we can find ways to be ourselves and have fun with you guys, that's great. And if it turns into a business that we're doing long term, even better. Yeah. But either way, if we're if, if there's any chance of us not burning out. And just stopping, we have to do what makes us happy and mm -hmm. what's fun. We hope that that makes you happy and it's fun for you guys as well. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will right? tell. Time will tell. But guys, while you're still here, we would love for you to uh, subscribe to the channel and turn on bell notifications so you know exactly. You don't have to watch the video right away, but you know the second it is live. D, 
take us out. Guys, we appreciate you joining us here on the Winner's Circle. We will see you next week.